Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. So the crisis in Israel is ramping up three days after Hamas's massive offensive out of the Gaza Strip, which if you believe the official story killed 800 to 1,000 people and seized 100 or more hostages. Now, on Monday, Israel began to strike into Gaza with a series of major airstrikes. The country has mustered tens of thousands of military reservists and placed the entire city under siege. The plan is now to invade Gaza with as many as 100,000 troops. For a country of Israel's size, that's like if America invaded somewhere with three and a half million troops. It'll be their biggest, largest military operation in decades. So far, the war against Hamas has remained relatively contained. There are major fears that it will expand to include the West Bank or Hezbollah and Lebanon or even Syria and Iran, but for now that hasn't happened. But it's not for a lack of trying here in the United States. America's war hawks are absolutely overjoyed about what happened this past weekend. They smell blood in the water. They smell an opportunity to ignite the biggest war of their lifetimes. Over on the Fox News channel, Raytheon butt slut Lindsey Graham is calling for America to immediately launch massive airstrikes on Iran. Well, for every Israeli or American hostage executed uh, by Hamas, we should uh, take down an Iranian oil refinery. The only way you're going to keep this war from escalating is to hold Iran accountable. How much more death and destruction do we have to take from the Iranian regime? I am confident this was planned and funded by the Iranians. Hamas is a bunch of animals uh, who deserve to be treated like animals. So if I was Israel, I would go in on the ground. There is no truce to be had here. I would dismantle Hamas. This is the best opportunity Israel has to destroy Hamas. Take it to the Iranians. If you harm one American in Syria by using your Iranian militia against us in Syria, if you escalate the war by urging Hezbollah to attack Israel in the north, if Hamas kills one American and Israeli hostage, we're going to blow up your oil refineries and put you out of business. It is now time to take the war to the Ayatollah's backyard. Take it to the Ayatollah's backyard. Then we have this lunatic Nikki Haley calling this attack on Israel an attack on America. No, it wasn't. This was an alleged attack on Israelis in Israel, on the other side of the planet. If some Americans were caught in the crossfire, yes, that's a tragedy. But they were collateral damage. They were not the target, period. Haley, just like all of these other hawks, is being a reckless lunatic because she is bloodthirsty. She craves a massive war that she herself has no intention of fighting or dying in. Like the rest of our fake leadership class, she believes that it shows toughness to spend other people's money on a war that other people's children will go and die in. But it's not just politicians, though. There's reckless people who, instead of fostering peace, are salivating at killing as many people as possible. This so-called pastor, Greg Locke, is calling for the extermination of more than two million people in retaliation for these deaths. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader and he just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right now and start killing innocent men, women, and children, you have lost your mind. I'm 
sick of all these Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. That isn't warfare. It's genocide. I'm sorry, but real Christians don't believe in unlimited retribution. We don't believe in exterminating entire peoples because of the sins of their leaders or murdering children for the sins of their parents. Hamas might believe in that, which is why Hamas deserves to be destroyed. But if we embrace that same ideology, then we are embracing the same barbarism that makes Islam the backwards death cult that it is. One of the only people who's remotely calm about what's going on is exiled former Fox host Tucker Carlson, who gave his own remarks on X. Texas Congressman Dan Crenshaw took to social media to call for what he described as a war to end all wars, as if there is such a thing. But of course, there isn't such a thing. Wars beget more war. The bigger the conflict, the uglier and longer lasting the consequences. See World War I for details. Now, a year ago, Tucker's words would have been seen by the entire Fox News audience. Well, now, thanks to the Washington censorship apparatus, he's been exiled to the website formerly known as Twitter. So now most of the world isn't seeing Tucker's warnings. They're just seeing the psychotic bloodlust of warmongers in Washington. John Miller is a former host at The Blaze and a former contributor to Fox News. He goes further than we would. He argues that Israel actually had this attack coming, and he joins us now. John, thank you so much for coming. Explain that. I, I think that at the end of the day, when I said, I think I said that they did this to deserve it, it was somewhat tongue-in-cheek because they have been basically fanning the flames of war in the region. I, I, I you know, I'm not an expert on the Middle East, and so... I asked someone, can you, I've asked many people, can you just explain to me in very simple terms and in, 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 as if you were explaining it to a fifth grader, how this war affects us, what we did to, to merit involvement in this war, because you go on Twitter and you watch cable news and you see all these people and like you said, it is this bloodlust. They are foaming at the mouth. They, they're saying, oh, we need to turn Gaza into a parking lot. And it's this deranged insanity. And so I'm thinking, why are these people so mad? And if they explain it to you, if you've come up through the ranks of Con Inc. like I have, you get told very simply, these people hate you. These people despise you because you're American. They hate the West. They hate capitalism. They hate Christianity. And so they want to kill you. And so obviously that stirs up some sort of frenzy because people are thinking, oh, they want to kill us. They want to destroy us. And then you kind of do some nominal research on the topic and realize it's not that they hate us. It's that we put Israel in the region to basically stir everything up. And they are resentful about the fact that Israel is there mucking with all of their relations and imposing everything on them. And it's just, they're an instigator and they, not to mention the, the, the age old fact that, yeah, they literally are the ones who killed Christ. I think we talked about this the last time I was on and, you know, read Matthew 27. They say that we are responsible and our kids will be responsible and our progeny will be responsible for the death of Jesus. That's kind of what I was alluding to. But they are absolutely they are they are pushing buttons. They are causing problems in the region. And that's why they hate us. The only reason that we are hated in that region is because of the existence of Israel, because we put Israel there, because we protect Israel, because Israel is who gets all of our munitions, all of our money. And it's completely destroying relations in the region. So if anything, they are the problem creators. And we continue to cause problems there by saying, well, if Israel is attacked, 
We need to we need to turn Gaza into a parking lot. We need to genocide their people. And it's really none of our business. And I'm an isolationist enough to think if it's not affecting us and it's not our problem, then why do we need to send a hundred million? That's on top of the hundred something billion that we've sent to Israel over the years. Why do we need to send them an additional hundred million dollars worth of munitions to help them fight this war that isn't ours? And I've never seen people so animated by this. You know, you have Ben Shapiro who says, you know, he he doesn't care about the, I think he says, I don't give a good GD. You know, Jews, they they don't put the O in God because they think that's offensive, but somehow blaspheming the Lord is totally fine. I don't give a good GD about the browning of America. But when it comes to Israel and when it comes to what's happening over there, I've never seen him this apoplectic. I've never seen him this animated. I've never seen him this mad. I mean, you think he was dropping F-bombs on Twitter. But his show was like off the rails. His show was the most insane thing. He's he's basically speaking in tongues because he's so mad. And you realize there's something greater at play here. What do you think this it is? is? Not, I think there's a religious allegiance. I think that the Jews in America feel a religious fealty, a religious loyalty to the Jews over in Israel. And that's where their real passion lies. I don't think they have a sense of American patriotism. I think at the end of the day, they're looking after Jewish people. And then we see Lindsey Graham, who wants to, who was talking about the oil refineries. So obviously, it's a moneyed interest. It's a, it's a Washington elite uh, business interest. Raytheon, the uh, the arms dealers over there, they they are the ones who are benefiting from this. They make a lot of money off of this. So I think it's twofold. I think there is an absolutely a, a racial allegiance to the Jews in Israel that really gets these people going. And then I think that there it's making a very few amount of people a lot of money. Yeah, uh, we've said it before. I'm going to say it again, just so our audience is clear. If you want to make good money, you want to make quick cash, go sell dope on the street, go sell fentanyl and meth. If you want to make even bigger money, then get into the big pharma game. If you want to really, really make the most money that you possibly can, sell the finance contracts and the weapons that are required for war. I mean, that is what is actually happening here. And those munitions are being used to kill innocent people. Now, we support no wars. I just want to be very clear here. We don't support if Hamas perpetuated these attacks, then they ought to be dealt with. And Israel should go and find them and eradicate them and do whatever they have to do to defend themselves. But us getting involved, how does the United States involvement in what's happening in Israel make Americans safer? And how does the war in Israel that's happening right now endanger Americans, John? Well, they keep on telling us, oh, well, they're going to attack us. I think since I was maybe 11 years old, I've been told if we don't keep them at bay, they're going to come over here and they're going to bomb the United States and they're going to kill all of us. And I live, if you look at my, if you, you can go on the internet, I don't know if it's Twitter or whatever, you can find pro-Israel statements from me from a long time ago, because I was told forever that if we don't support Israel, they're going to completely obliterate the United States. When is the last attack that the middle that any Middle Eastern country has perpetuated on America. Some people say 9-11. Well, if you look into 9-11, it's not as black and white. And it turns out Israel is probably behind 9-11 anyway. So they're the ones causing the problem. So if anyone, and again, it goes back to the initial statement I made, if anyone is causing these problems, if if, if we are at risk for, for anyone attacking us, not to mention you, you look at the cyber attacks, you look at the USS Liberty, you look at 9-11, it is not... Iran. I, I don't think there has been, to my knowledge, I might be wrong. I don't think there's been an Iranian attack on U.S. soil. There has been an Israeli attack on U.S. soil. There has been an Israeli attack on U.S. troops. There has not been an Iranian attack. Uh, there has not been a Palestinian attack. So 
for, for all my life. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. We have been told, look, we've got to be there because if not, we're going to be completely destroyed. And it's just not true. So there is no risk. If we left the Middle East, I, I don't think they would be coming over here and destroying America. Not you if know, we use the military Iran... as it's properly supposed to be used by securing our own borders and developing the military intelligence and infrastructure that are actually uh, working on behalf of protecting the sovereignty of our borders and the people from any harm that might come from her physical invasion. I've got one well, minute left here, and I just want to ask you, uh, if Benjamin Netanyahu can openly on X display videos of him committing war crimes and bombing civilian structures that can contain innocent women and children in them. Why does he continue to get this pass? Well, you know, I say on Twitter, uh, you know, I think we need to maybe look into the disproportionate power held by Jewish people. And I'm at risk of getting banned, but Netanyahu and all of his minions and all of the conning influencers can go on Twitter and talk about how we need to genocide all of Palestine. And it just comes to show you it's completely one-sided. I'm seeing all of this on Twitter happening. And then at the same time, Ian Miles Chong is, is quote tweeting Elon Musk saying, you know, these anti-Semites after this, these events in Israel, they really need to be taken care of. So we're still at risk by just questioning, do we really need to get involved? We still have to worry about our accounts being banned. But but Netanyahu and all of the others can go on on X yeah. and, and talk about genocide. So it's really it's interesting. Just, the timing too. Here. remember the Ben Shapiro and all of the rabbis and everybody on that Twitter spaces that really face melting. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it thing. funny how that happened? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bang, this unprecedented attack where, you know, low IQ goat herders on hang gliders are able to infiltrate the most secure borders of any country on the face of the planet. And these rockets just evaded the impenetrable Iron Dome all of a sudden that we have funded nearly. 100%. There's so much to unpack here. I wish we had more time. But yeah, yeah. me too. John Miller, uh, come back again and we'll unpack more. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media... All of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. GoldCo has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. For the first time in a millennia, a famine of biblical proportion is hitting the earth and it's by design. War has created scarcity. Fertilizer production has been wiped out. The price of fertilizer is up 128%. Food processing plants are exploding. 
herds of cows are being massacred and buried. This is a very abnormal event. The Great Reset demons have created the crisis, but a generation of great resistors following King Jesus have the solution. Heavensharvest.com, get there right now. Prepare for the worst by trusting the best. Heavensharvest.com has a delicious plan to conquer starvation. It's real food, high quality, tastes great. It's actually really good. Trust Heaven's Harvest today. Order food for the year and a bucket of heirloom seeds. Affordable, available, ready for the fight ahead. Heavensharvest.com. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary, poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. And that's because Big Pharma's evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is. And they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS-60. It's also backed by a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvitalc.com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code stewpeters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. So this new conflict in Israel is revealing a whole lot about how people really are. There's people out there who supported Ukraine loudly last year and are now eagerly, of course, cheerleading Israel's war as well. But there's others who opposed supporting Ukraine but are now supporting Israel or vice versa. And then there's this handful of people like us at this program who are actually consistently America first and want to stay out of these wars. One interesting dimension of this new war is that it's really not clear whether it's good or bad for the dictator in Kiev, you know, homosexual actor Vladimir Zelensky. Now, sure, it could be that U.S. Republicans will be so desperate to send money to Israel that they'll also agree to send more money to Ukraine as well. Or it might be that America diverts the money that would go to Ukraine toward the Middle East instead. It's not clear, which is why the other day Zelensky actually made public remarks trying to blame the new Hamas offensive on Vladimir Putin. He knows that it's his best bet to argue that both of these conflicts are just two fronts in a much larger war. Owen Benjamin has a new comedy special, Noble Savage, coming out on the 13th. You can find that at owenbenjamin.com. He also has some pretty distinctive takes on Ukraine, Israel, and this new war unfolding in the Middle East. And he joins us now. Owen, thank you so much. We always appreciate having you. Oh, thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah. I mean, do you think that Israel allowed this attack to happen by Hamas or whoever it is that we're going to blame this on? And do you think that Vladimir Putin is now directing these actions in the Middle East? Well, there's so many layers to it because one, uh, Israel kind of acts like that crazy woman that if you don't give her money and attention, she's like, you literally want me to die. And that's rhetoric that's going on that people should be inoculated to where people act like you hate Jews or you hate Israel if you don't want to be involved in their nonsense. It's very much like a like a stripper who just wants attention. It's pretty crazy. But this quote-unquote attack, they haven't even proven what happened. I mean, they're now saying that like babies are beheaded. And I remember Iraq, the babies and in incubators nonsense, where they said that the Iraqi soldiers came in and bayoneted babies and in incubators, then later said it, it didn't happen. 
And so all of this coming out, you see paragliders with dudes in flip-flops and a gay rave. And I don't think they've proven what has even happened. And um, if something did happen, it's insane that it was allowed to happen because what do they spend their trillions of dollars on in defense if they can allow, you know, the unibrow, the unibrow boys to come in on a paraglider? It's just crazy. You yeah. know, it doesn't, I, I've talked to Israelis that, and they even see it. Like they're even in a position where they're like, how could this happen? They're like, and, and the rhetoric that it's their Pearl Harbor. I'm like, you don't even know how true that is. Pearl Harbor was allowed to happen. To, to get us into World War II. So. Same with 9-11, of course, uh, to usher in the yeah. Patriot Act and unprecedented spying on Americans. And, you know, to answer your question, I mean, this program has said multiple times over the last 48 hours, we've pointed out, and it's worth pointing out again because we want to be very clear, the Iron Dome has been very successful at, you know, thwarting, you know, would-be rocket attacks that would be incredibly deadly for Israelis. And for some reason, that didn't work this time. And also... Israel has one of the most secure borders of any sovereign nation on the face of planet Earth. So for hang gliding, you know, goat herders to be able to like <laughs> low IQ people to be able to like pull this off, it's 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 a head scratcher. Is it possible that this is all a false flag that was intentionally set up by, you know, our intel apparatus and our State Department in cahoots with Israel in order to siphon off billions of dollars for NGOs and these fat cats in the D.C. Beltway? Yeah, that's absolutely possible. I mean, Vox Day has a, he came up with a new term called a green flag, where, you know, if something happened, but it was allowed to happen, and then false flag is completely fake. And, and it's probably somewhere in the middle there. I mean, when they said a bulldozer went through the fence, that's, it's surrounded by drones and really advanced technology. I mean, the Israeli uh, technology that they have for defense is mind blowing. And, and the fact that these guys from poverty, basically, like, imagine a, an Indian reservation, like those guys, like with a souped up Honda Civic, you know, they came past Israeli defense. It was definitely intentional. And to what end? I'm not really sure. I mean, Netanyahu has a lot of problems there. Does he want to divert attention and make himself look like a hero? Is it his enemies? Are they trying to get uh, involved in Iran? Are they trying to scare you know, high-level Jews back to their homeland in Ukraine, because that's a an odd theory I threw out there that Ukraine just coincidentally was denazified just in time for a potential Kazarian homeland departure, you know, who knows? But we just shouldn't bite. I mean, this is the same script they keep running, and, and I just don't see why America keeps biting on this stuff, especially these quote-unquote conservatives that just, I mean, America's southern border is just a mess, I mean, just millions of people flooding in and like 200 guys allegedly come over in a paraglider. And now everybody's like willing to die for Israel again. It's just it's just madness. Yeah, they're talking about 100,000 Israeli soldiers now uh, being a part of this like boots on the ground offensive, this operation in you know the Gaza Strip. That would be like if, you know, if equally proportioned, that would be like us sending three and a half million people to go and fight a war. When you talk about population per capita, I mean, this is a huge offensive. And then you have people on the internet that are cheering on, including Pastor Greg Locke and Laura Loomer and all of these others that claim to be like America first, cheering on like this Jewish supremacy genocidal level flat, flattening. I mean, have people just absolutely lost their minds? A hundred percent. And I've been tweeting this out. I'm just like, 
The very people that tell you that you're doing hate speech for describing the guy who stole your bike are now calling a race of people rats and that they should all be murdered. And this whole blood libel, I mean, the ironies are mind blowing. Like all these Jews, quote unquote, claiming a blood libel on all Arabs. I'm like, because if what they say is true and a few hundred guys came in and did some serious damage, um, to then justify killing, you know, millions of children, it's it's total madness. And to watch, you know, normal people, like people that I considered normal, screeching for blood and vengeance and revenge and calling them rats, I'm just like, man, this is going to bite them in the ass. And I think down the line, that could be the point. Like the, the point could be, you know, create this vicious backlash against Gaza, which will then, you know, have an even bigger backlash against Israel. To what end, I don't know, but what they're currently doing, like this drone footage of them just flattening apartment buildings, civilians, hospitals, yeah. and they're saying, oh, Hamas is using these civilians as human shields. It, it, they're, they're killing tons and tons of civilians, and and that's just not going to fly. And and, um, and the Gaza Strip is like an open-air prison. There's You're not allowed to leave. There's checkpoints. There's barbed wire. It's... Uh, it's insane. And it's they've almost kind of crossed a Rubicon where they can't really take back some of the rhetoric they're saying that they want to, you know, basically kill all Arabs. And uh, that's nuts. Benjamin Netanyahu is openly sharing videos online. I mean, this is the prime minister of a country. I mean, this is the, this is the leader of Israel. And he's tweeting or Xing or posting or whatever the hell you call it now. Uh aerial footage of the destruction of civilian structures where innocent women and children are and his own people who were unable to flee. What kind of precedent does that set for the future of warfare? Oh, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. And it, and it's, uh, and how's he able to get a pass? Like, why isn't anybody condemning this? Look, listen, this is a prime minister who's controlling a military who is celebrating the carpet bombing of civilian structures that is killing innocent people. That is committing a war crime openly, yeah. openly in the public. Why does he continue to get a pass? That's a great question. I mean, and also they didn't do any due diligence. Their attack, quote unquote attack, whatever it was, could have been totally green screened, could have been allowed I mean, there is a possibility that Israel is just that incompetent at this point. I have a hard time believing that, but uh, they didn't do due diligence or an investigation or prove to the public that this is, you know, done by the Palestinians and this is where they're located. They just, boom, they immediately reacted with massive destruction. Um, people are going to just look back like, what the heck just happened? Like, how did that just happen? And me and you are both kind of guys that don't really fall for the spells while they're happening. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm called all these names for being opposed to genocide. But in two years, they'll see what they'll see. We're right. Just like the vaccines and just like all that stuff. But, you know, they'll just be on to the next insanity. And I don't know, is this the end of a Ponzi scheme where all these, uh, you know, America and all these people are all involved and they're just taking out people that are owed money? I have no idea. I wish I knew, but I think the Ukrainian homeland thing is an interesting theory that when you look at, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and those guys, they don't look like they're from the Middle East and they, there's a lot of evidence they're from Ukraine. And I just think it's all very coincidental that that just got cleared out of the Ukrainian nation just in time for uh, possibly a big move.
Yeah. So the United States military is now uh, apparently are they moving, uh, you know, uh, naval ships and battleships and carriers over toward the Middle East. Congress hasn't declared war. I mean, this is, you know, you're moving military equipment. Okay, so maybe you're not launching anything. But we also haven't declared war against Russia in Ukraine, and we're actively participating in a war there. The purse strings from Congress, supposedly Republican-controlled, America First Congress, is wide open to all of these conflicts. I mean, how dangerous is this right now for us here in America with open borders and with a completely out-of-control whorehouse Congress corporate crime syndicate that has uh, allowed and actually perpetuated and deployed weapons of biowarfare to murder innocent Americans while they just stay quiet and tell you to go get your boosters. I mean, why would they care if dirty bombs and weapons caches are being, you know, deployed all over the interior of our country right now? They probably know that there is and they're not doing anything. I mean, is that overstating this? No, I mean, they want war with Iran for sure. And so, uh, I could totally see them doing some kind of event to get America to want to go to war in Iran. They're trying to set up this narrative that Iran is what funded Hamas that would that bought the paraglider and the flip flops. And now uh, after they flatten Gaza, you know, Hezbollah might come in as a reaction to the genocide, which is understandable. And then they're like, oh, maybe they do a, a false flag on the carrier like uh you know, like uh, what they did in Vietnam with Gulf of Tonkin. I don't know, but I think that they're going to push America until people want war with Iran, which is nuts. And I think a lot of this has to do with the financial system of BRICS versus SWIFT and just America's facing a debt that I know money is debt, but just the interest on our debt is going to be more than half of our budget in three years. And so what are they going to do? How do they hyperinflate out of this how do they bomb their way out of this i don't know yeah and then you've that's got- why i live in the country because i think if they're going to do something nuts it's going to be in a in a uh, a city it could, it could be uh, uh something with a lot of emotion attached to it like a, the golden gate bridge or something or a um you know like a carrier or something and then and then they they beat the war drums and try and get out of the hole that the ponzi scheme they built has dug how about a world series baseball game i mean the 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 options are limitless here. I mean, the more obviously yeah. United States casualties that there are, American casualties that there are, uh, the more people will be angered. They want to play on your emotion. They want you to support this. They want to say that you supported this so that they can later blame it on you. You asked for this. You wanted this. And then in the background, exactly. you mentioned U.S. Jet, U.S. debt. Who owns more U.S. debt than anybody? China does. China has been talking about invading Taiwan, another one of our greatest allies, you know. And uh, so, of course, if we deploy all of this weaponry and all of this money and all of these resources to go and defend our greatest ally in Israel, uh, we're going to be spread really thin. So we're going to have to dip back into the financial resources to re-up for the lost resources so that we can, you know, uh, go and defend Taiwan against China. It's an endless, endless war hawking machine. The military industrial complex that we were warned about decades ago is rearing its head. It is becoming a genocidal murder machine, and our own government is carrying it out. 30 seconds left. Final words. Please talk to us about your upcoming special. Yeah, I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. It's called Noble Savage. We uh, we filmed it in a hayfield in Missouri that we crowdfunded to get the land and the but it looks like a Netflix special. The quality is as good as Netflix. And it was my first time back on stage in a few years, and it really came out awesome. And it's 
mostly family friendly and i just make fun of everybody and it's uh it's a good time did i make the list please tell me i made the list you did not make the list good. no all right next time <laughs> noble savage you can find it at owenbenjamin.com again owenbenjamin.com that comes out on the 13th and we appreciate you being here to weigh in on uh this out of control federal government that should be completely abolished and torn down actually i mean it's not it's not doing the bidding of the people it's not representative of our country it's not america first it's it's a murderous machine uh, and it's it's oppressive to our God-given, inherent, inalienable rights, and we're directed by the Constitution exactly what to do with a government like that, and that is to tear it down, to abolish it, to replace it with a form of government that's representative of the people, and we're, we're long past that time. Uh, I think it's pretty clear. Owen Benjamin, thank you so much for being here. Uh, best of luck on the new uh, special coming out. I can't wait to see it. Thanks, Stu. Appreciate it, buddy. Heart disease, blood clots, strokes, kidney failure. These can all be found on the back of an ibuprofen bottle listed as side effects. And to top it all off, ibuprofen doesn't even get to the main cause of your pain and swelling problems. It's only temporary relief. It's only masking the true problem, which is inflammation. It's not only ineffective, it's expensive and downright dangerous, especially for seniors to be popping ibuprofen pills. That's why researchers are saying to add this Antarctic super nutrient to your diet. These are omega-3 fatty acids sourced from wild-caught krill. The omega-3 content from krill oil has been shown to support healthy blood pressure, circulation, brain health, as well as reduce inflammation, swelling, and joint pain. In fact, it can outperform ibuprofen, Advil, and Tylenol, and it doesn't have the dangerous side effects mentioned above either. Better yet, for a limited time, you can grab Native Path Antarctic Krill Oil for as low as $23 a bottle. Just go to StopMyInflammation.com right now to get your special offer for being a part of my audience. StopMyInflammation.com. I'm going to fill this box here, and I'm going to try to replicate the indoor environment that most people face anywhere in the world today. The more energy efficient that we become, the more airtight that we make our houses, the more toxic it is for our environment. Our technology is vibrating the air at a rate of speed. Anything that is 0.001 microns or larger does not stand a chance in the presence of not only photocatalytic oxidation, but needlepoint negative ionization. We're sending out an ion wave that is going through walls, doors, floors, carpets, paddings, draperies, and it's synergistically vibrating the air and it's going to drop it down to the ground as a biologically inert substance. Now this is where you're going to come in. You can mop this matter, you can vacuum it, you can sweep it, but our technology is going to make sure that you're not continuously breathing this in. Here's a surprising fact. Research shows that even healthy people have wild swings in their blood sugar after eating. When I talk about blood sugar, a lot of people oftentimes tune it out because they think it's only relevant to people with type 2 diabetes. But blood sugar is a topic that everyone needs to understand. One of the biggest keys to optimal health is having balanced blood sugars. Spikes in blood sugar force your pancreas to work harder and are associated with things like weight gain and even risk of heart attack and stroke. Well, the boys at Bioptimizers have a blood sugar optimization product called Blood Sugar Breakthrough. And I don't think I'm overstating my case when I say it's revolutionary. Simply take two capsules 15 minutes before a meal and your body will push carbs and glucose into your muscles to be used as fuel instead of turning them into fat. As a result, you'll enjoy more stable energy without the post-meal crash. It also will improve your overall health. You have to try it. For an exclusive offer, go to bioptimizers.com SP. Again, that's bioptimizers.com SP. So while we're talking about all of these foreign wars... 
We'd be remiss if we didn't mention that a week ago, Ukraine funding supporter uniparty establishment China and Israel loyalist Kevin McCarthy got booted from his job as Speaker of the House. Now, prospects were good that we'd get a better speaker who at minimum would make sure that more money went towards securing our border. You know, instead of buying bombs for Ukrainian Nazis and oligarchs. Well, now that's all in doubt. These fake centrist conservatives who prefer open borders and endless war are now agitating for Kevin McCarthy to be restored as House Speaker immediately. Why? Well, so that the House can hurry up to pass massive funding packages for Israel, of course. And it's a sure bet that more funding for Ukraine will be thrown in as part of the bargain. So the GOP, just as it was finally starting to turn against foreign wars, for real, is about to throw us into another Middle Eastern holy war of epic proportions. At best, this is a pointless waste of American money while our border remains a sieve. But at worst, we end up in this massive, possibly nuclear war with Iran that makes our failed wars of the past 20 years look like child's play. Anthony Sabatini has a lot to say about this. He's currently the chairman of the Lake County GOP in Florida and a former member of the Florida House. He joins us now. Anthony, thank you so much for coming back. Always appreciate having you. Thanks to be back on the show. Yeah. I mean, is this really something that's being considered seriously? I just think it's absolutely out of control. First of all, you know, uh, Israel, aid to Israel has been baked into the budget for decades now. It's an automatic recurring expense. Uh, The fact of the matter is they simply don't need anything to defend themselves to begin with. This is really just crazy that Republicans are saying that they want to give even more money when we're in the middle of this economic financial crisis to a country that quite literally doesn't even need it to to um, to support itself, defend itself. Additionally, you know, we should really be looking at trying to create peace in the Middle East. If anything at all, we should try to calm calm the situation down. By throwing more defensive, so-called defensive aid over there, you're just exacerbating uh, the uh, the possibility of this becoming a larger regional conflict, which is what obviously it's about to become. It's going from uh, terrorism, you know, isolated sort of terrorism to it's going to be state on state actors. I think Iran's going to get involved. This thing's going to turn into a gigantic regional conflict, potential nuclear war very fast. And there just seems to be no adults in the room. And so obviously, I think uh, what they're doing is extremely irresponsible. These are war hawks. Uh, I mean, these people love to siphon off the $200 billion plus that we've sent over to Ukraine in the first place, billions of dollars in weaponry that we've sent them uh, with no accountability and no checks and balances. We have no idea where the weapons ended up. It's now uh, plausible that these weapons have ended up in the hands of the people who are perpetrating these attacks on Israel. Israel, as you mentioned, doesn't need any help. I mean, they have the Iron Dome that we fund. Uh, They have probably the most secure borders on the face of the planet while we leave ours wide open and there's a current physical military-style invasion happening at our southern border. I mean, at what point do the American people say, we just need to completely rethink our entire structure of government because this is no longer uh, a body that's representative of the people doing the bidding of Americans, but instead seems to be cucking to every single foreign entity across the planet. And no, I'm, I'm tired of this Israel is our greatest ally bullshit. No, we are Israel's greatest ally. Well, yeah, listen, I mean, Israel obviously is one of the few countries in the Middle East, uh, or at least historically, that's sort of changing now, who's been pro-America and and open to the United States. And I understand, you know, why people historically have looked at Israel as the only stable country in the Middle East. The, tr- the truth of the matter is that's changing now. There are other allies in the Middle East uh, that we've created partnerships with. And so looking at it from a traditional national strategic perspective, to look at them as the only uh, country that we can have any uh, positive relationship with is just kind of ridiculous. 
more importantly, you know, we don't need to be funding what's going to end up being a very, very large war. I mean, from if we can believe anything that has been said in the last 72 hours, it looks like there's going to be a pretty massive uh, incursion, bombing and invasion of the Gaza Strip where almost two million people live. And uh, that's just probably not something that's going to create stability in the Middle East or, uh, you know, calm conditions that are good for us in terms of our international footprint. So I just don't see why uh, this sort of warmongering mentality is going on other than, you know, the only obvious explanation is what you said, which is Republicans who are war hawks, they have some sort of material benefit they're getting out of the defense industry. Uh, and they they're pushing this. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's sort of, sort of a tough guy syndrome. They make they feel good about themselves to be pushing and, and uh, espousing war around the world, where obviously that's just not a good idea. And historically, has never been a good idea. Yeah. Is Nikki Haley prepared to go and die in this war? Is Kevin McCarthy, is Mitch McConnell, is Lindsey Graham ready to go die in any of these wars? Of course not. They want to send our you know, young men into these battles where they can die in some crap hole country 5,000 miles away that matters not to the, to the national security or sovereignty of our own borders. I mean, why is the military failing to do its one essential core duty, which is to protect America from a physical invasion? Absolutely. I mean, the, the obvious America first response here is look and say, okay, we see these threats abroad. How do we secure ourselves at home? Which means I mean, quite literally, if you had an America first Congress, we have the opposite of that. We have an America last one. If we had an America first one, the first takeaway from the situation would be seal the border immediately. You know, keep uh, Hamas or any other sort of terrorists who equate America with Israel uh, from coming in and causing terroristic uh, uh, exploits here. Uh, that's the obvious response. Of course, we haven't really seen any of that. Or you'll see like a, a five or six bullet pointed prong of you know, plan of things to do. And of course, at the bottom, it'll say something about the border. But the first five uh, are what Ron DeSantis is saying, you know, which is that we basically either need to send our Navy <laughs> into uh, the Middle East to be prepared to fight alongside Israel or um, something akin to that, for example, you know, massive material support, which would be essentially an act of war. Uh, you know, what we've done in Ukraine, essentially declare war on Russia without actually saying it, uh, which, of course, I believe are the complete wrong responses. They're the absolute last things we should be doing as a nation. What's the big picture here for Americans? I mean, what should they be doing at this point? I mean, people are fed up with this. And, and I'll mention, you know, I think that there's a whole lot more knowledge now regarding the programming and continuous propagandist brainwashing over this Israel greatest ally stuff. People now know about the USS Liberty. People now know about the LBJ cover up that happened as a result of Israel, like literally bombing one of our ships and killing and murdering, you know, you know, U.S. naval personnel. Uh, and, and they've never really helped us alongside in any war, actually, not that they're obligated to. But I just think, I mean, there, there should be some sort of a big takeaway for Americans here. What is it in your eyes? Well, the biggest one is that you got to you got to replace the Republicans who are in office. I mean, the Democrats are never going to be with us. Right. I mean, they're war. They're globalists. Right. And they 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 seek opportunities to basically involve us in global affairs every step of the way. But only about 70 This might sound pessimistic, but only about 70, 80 percent of the Republicans are really actively that way. We probably own as conservatives. Maybe I'm being generous here. A third of the Republican Party. We just need to solely focus on primaries and not the general and really take over the Republican Party as an America first party, one primary at a time, because, you know, once we get critical mass and we take over the party, and even if that means just a bare majority, then we can actually steer American foreign policy in a different direction. But right now, that's not happening because of guys like Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, et cetera. But which, by the way, ironically, 
the loudest Warhawks are also people who are either not in the military or have never served. People like Mitch McConnell, Nikki Haley, they often uh, are the first ones to say we need to be committing uh, material support to quite literally a war overseas, even though they themselves will not uh, lose anything from it. They'll gain something from it because of their stock portfolio, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, those guys need to be replaced. That's that's my, I mean, pretty traditional, pragmatic way of looking at it. But quite literally, if we take over the Republican Party, we can we can change foreign policy. It's just not happening right now because people still, uh, you know, large amounts of people equate all Republicans. Similarly, they think, you know, if there's an R next to their name, they're good, right? They're America first. And of course, we know that not to be true. It's a construct. It's all fake. Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal uh, it, elections. Uh, so, I mean, you're running for House again, U.S. House. You're running to be in United States Congress. Election integrity ought to be a big deal to you. I mean, is there a political solution when our votes are constantly stolen and people are just reinstalled over and over again, very obviously? Well, I think the French model works, right? One day elections and hand counting ballots. I mean, literally a lot of countries do that. It makes perfect sense. It takes a little, It's a little more labor intensive, could be a little bit more expensive. But it's totally worthwhile, and uh, it's a much more secure method. I think there's also things we can do to improve those methods. But pushing the state towards that, uh, pushing states, of course, states run the elections, pushing states in that direction is key. You know, when I was in the state legislature, I did a bill to audit the 2020 election. It was after the fact, but it was something that we could have done to normalize the process. I also did a bill to create automatic 100% forensic audits in every election. That's also uh, something that is a step forward in securing elections. But at the end of the day, don't expect uh, the United States Congress to do anything. I think as as congressmen, the best thing we can do to exacerbate, push states to secure their elections is to uh, tie strings to funding and, and things like that, to push states to have some more secure elections. But the truth of the matter is, unless the people take over their state legislatures and replace the rhinos, uh, with people who uh, are willing to secure elections, nothing's going to change. I mean, look at here in Florida, we supposedly are in the top five for most secure elections, yet you got a governor that says there was quite literally zero election fraud in 2020. I mean, that's Ron DeSantis' official uh, perspective. And so that's just, uh, you know, insane. You know, but people are waking up to it. You know, I hate to sound too uh, rosy eyed, but I am optimistic. I think people are waking up. Programs like yourself, uh, your own, are waking people up, and every single day we add to our numbers. Hopefully we can do it faster, but every day we do add to our numbers. What do you think happened to the House Freedom Caucus? Uh, you know, you had now expelled Marjorie Taylor Greene from the Freedom Caucus. Uh, she and, you know, Paul Gosar and many others on the Freedom Caucus said, no, they're not going to support McCarthy. They all ended up cucking for McCarthy. Now they're talking about getting this guy back in. I mean, how concerned should people be about, you know, these entities that are supposed to be the premier fighters on the America First forefront that just seem to be like laying down and bending over? What kind of dirty deals are being done? Uh, 43 votes, was it, to get McCarthy in? Was it 43? And And now considering after he's been ousted, bringing this guy back just so we can fund wars? Uh, what happened? What, what's going on in, in our, go- our government is like turned into this dirty whorehouse in a corporate crime syndicate? Well, I have two thoughts about the Freedom Caucus, but I have one thought about what you're describing, which is every time we think we have these champions, all of a sudden they, in your words, cuck out, you know, they fail. They fail us, right? What, uh, why is that? Well, I can tell you, I think there's actually sort of formulaic relationship here that's going on. The stakes in our country are getting higher and higher and higher. Things are getting worse and worse and worse. 
So every time the America First movement or the base wraps itself around some individual in office and, you know, maybe that person was responding accurately to a threat one day, guess what? The threats are much higher now. The stakes are much higher now. And so they automatically fail. And so, you know, Marjorie years ago was saying things that I actually really agreed with. And she was saying, you know, things in regards to what Biden was doing you know, or at least going into the 2020 election. And uh, I think she's she's out of touch now with what's going on. I mean, things are getting worse in this country. And you look at a lot of the politicians and you realize that they're not willing to meet the stakes. You know, in my eyes, we only have eight now because there's eight people that voted to oust McCarthy. Only three fourths of them have good records. Six of them have solid records. Ken Buck and Nancy Mace made the right vote, but generally have horrible records. So you're looking at about six people in Congress that are accurately responding to the threats that are emerging in, the, in this country. Andy Biggs, uh, Eli Crane, Matt Gates, a handful of others. It's a very small number. Bob Good, uh, I think, uh, uh, you know, he was one of those people too. So, but in terms of the Freedom Caucus, the problem, the number one takeaway point people need uh, to understand the Freedom Caucus is not just what I was just saying, which is people get in there, they're responding to threats like, you know, fiscal sanity from like the Tea Party era. Well, guess what? The threats are much more existential now. They're much more serious. And so we need more serious people. So you have people in the Freedom Caucus who were doing a good job 10, 11 years ago, who quite literally are no longer, <laughs> they no longer have what it takes to save the country. But the second thing about the Freedom Caucus is, it got too big. So, you know, when it was small, it was like a guerrilla tactical unit. And like, you know, Meadows and those guys could throw out Boehner. They could do certain things. We just saw it this week, uh, with last week with McCarthy. But eventually the Freedom Caucus became sort of like a lapel pin society. Like, oh, I'm in the Freedom Caucus. I feel good about myself. It's like 40 people. And it, it got watered down. There were the esprit de corps, the sort of cadre of the Freedom Caucus became sort of nominal. It really wasn't a cohesive fighting body anymore. And so what we saw uh, in January 2020, uh, uh, 2023, earlier this year, was that only about 20 of the 40 Freedom Caucus members were even willing to hold McCarthy accountable. Not even vote against McCarthy, but actually extract rules changes from him. And then of that 20, only six, the ones who went neutral in the final round, uh, were really the ones who were truly willing to fight McCarthy. And so, once again, I have a very uh, pragmatic answer to this. we got to just increase the amount of people who get into Congress and fix it. Uh, and that that means taking that, that core of six or eight people and turning it into 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 over time. And I think that can happen. The best news we have, though, is getting rid of McCarthy. Because once you get rid of McCarthy, like we did, what that does is it frees up a lot of the money, right? He spent, a lot of people don't know this, he spent $21 million in Republican primaries last cycle targeting just Republicans, just conservative Republicans, right? Even people who were just a little further to the right than center right. Uh, he targeted them and he took them out. Uh, I was one of them. I was the guy he spent the second most uh, against. One of them was Joe Kent, me, bunch of people. Uh, uh, Carl Palladino, upstate New York. Most people don't even know his name anymore because he spent, you know, millions were spent against him and he lost his primary. But uh, now that we got rid of McCarthy, I think you're going to see a, a class of more America first Republicans emerge and be more successful in the primaries. Um, and then, of course, win their generals. I, I didn't have a competitive general. I only had a competitive primary. So McCarthy spent one point five million against me just in the primary. Um, and that's what I think. Uh, I think that's going to free up a lot of energy now that he's gone. Yeah. I just can't imagine uh, running for and and being elected and then getting to the U.S. House of Representatives and not being America first, not protecting your people, not securing the border, 
uh, not opposing any foreign conflicts, uh, not opposing 100% these bioweapon injections that have been rolled out, uh, not really naming where the source of the SARS-CoV-2 genetic sequence was at Fort Detrick right here, not labeling right. the ADL enemy combatants and treating them accordingly, uh, you know, not locking up Antifa and Black Lives Matter and securing our streets and empowering the police. And, you know, this is an America first perspective. This is what we need to be doing. And I just can't imagine not doing that. So uh, I hope that we do return to free and fair elections. I, this program has been uh, on board with paper ballots. Uh, you count, we did it. For how many years did we do this? And yes, foreign countries do this all the time. And guess what? It's the most secure thing ever. It's a joke. It's a sham what we have going on. Uh, best of luck to you. Thank you for everything that you're doing in Florida as well. Anthony Sabatini, uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks, too. Take care. God bless. I don't believe in the process of elections. I believe it's all rigged. I believe that they're all stolen. And the more I talk about this with experts every day, the more I'm convinced that we're living in this movie. It's all fake. But let's just say that somehow, magically, overnight, we return to this constitutional republic, two-party representative government system where your vote counts, and it's real. There's not a single candidate who's willing to throw their balls on the table and stand up to do the right thing. The institutions that we rely on, the government, the legal system, the media, all of them seem to be increasingly focused on their own agendas rather than serving the interests of the public. We need to recognize that we can't count on them to save us. So you have to save yourself. And part of saving yourself means protecting your future. That's why I partnered with GoldCo. Because I believe that they can help you get into gold and silver just like they did for me. Here's the facts. Gold Co. has helped protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people just like you and me. And right now they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver with qualified orders just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect 50 grand or half a million or more, this is your opportunity to protect yourself from their out-of-control, corrupt government. Don't be a victim. Call Gold Co. 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD or go to goldco.com slash stew. What if I told you there was a hostile alien species that controls your appetite, sleep and focus, invaders that urinate and defecate throughout your body whenever they are hungry? They will give you headaches, make you depressed and even angry if they don't get what they want. We call them parasites, and they are the root cause of many health issues that result in pain, suffering, and death. It is time to purge suddenly. It's you or them. Make your move now. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news. But you know that holster company that I've been working with as a sponsor for the past four months, Vanish Holsters, they've just been banned. Yeah, even though they're legally allowed to purchase it, Amazon, Google, and Facebook just banned it for sale to more than 7.7 million Americans who live in a certain state. Now, the good news is they can't stop me or us from getting it in their hands, or in your hands, for that matter. Now, crazy enough, the reason that it was banned is because that holster, Vanish Holster, enhances the concealment of a weapon better than just about any other holster on the market. And even better, it works with 99% of all semi-auto handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions. It carries two fully loaded magazines. Best of all, using my link, you get it for $40 off. So lock in your special pricing right now. Go to Vanish.com slash stew. Again, that's V-N-S-H dot com slash stew. Again, V-N-S-H dot com slash stew.